This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which airs live every Tuesday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by Big Papa Smokers. Big Papa is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and everything that you need to make a world-class pit out of a 55-gallon drum. Visit them at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and pits as well. You can visit them at thebbqguru.com. And by Cookshack, a leader in pellet and electric style cookers. Visit them for specials online at cookshack.com or call them at 800-423-0698. And by Sucklebusters. Sucklebusters products are preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA, introduced first products to Barbecue Central over seven years ago. You can get in contact with them at sucklebusters.com, like them on their Facebook fan page, Sucklebusters, or visit thetexasbbqforum.com. Check them out and see why Sucklebusters means busting with flavor. And by Stephen DeFranco Jeweler, the official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Visit them at stephendefranco.com or call 440-943-2700. And by Butcher Barbecue, makers of injections, sauces, and rubs. Find them online at butcherbbq.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, a leader in the pellet grill market. You can find out more about their cookers by visiting greenmountaingrills.com. And by CookinPellets.com, a maker of high-quality pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit them at CookinPellets.com, or you can find them at Amazon.com as well. That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. hey uh, This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. I am your program host, Greg Reppy. Happy to have you aboard here during the show this evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight... More than happy to have you. Two ways to do it. It's a toll. Well, it's a phone call. We won't call it toll free anymore because we dumped that a while back. 216 220 You can also email the show. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the BBQ Central Show.com. And here's what's happening on the show in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now. Oh. The Sam's Club director coming back for 2015, Michael McDearman. 
Good friend of the show, somebody I have on uh, quite often to talk about Sam's Club, about barbecue in general, and aside from getting into the Sam's Club stuff that kicked off this past weekend, maybe some speculatory thoughts on the upcoming 2015 Sam series, Michael getting into a couple more business-related aspects of the culinary world that we hopefully will touch on during our time. Uh, then we will move on at 9.35. You saw him here last week because he won a Popka, Florida. You see him here this week because he turned around, changed up sanctioning bodies, summarily won Grand Championship at the inaugural first local qualifying event for the Sam's Club uh, National Barbecue Series in Kissimmee, Florida. Matt Barber, Hot Wachula. So, look for that. Looking very fun. And then we'll move to the second hour. We'll get out of talking through a tube. No, no. We'll address that here in a second, folks. Uh, oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, no. Hmm. Can I change that? Audio. Mm. Mm -mm. Mm. Stand by. Is this good? Is this good? Does microphone sound better? I might have been coming through the. Sounds good now. All right, there we go. There we go. I've lost exactly where I was. Oh, what an embarrassment. Oh, my God. In the second hour and 10-14. Here we go. Little thing called the guinea pig took place this past weekend. Uh, we will have the creator of the guinea pig competition. He is also the creator of the King of the Smoker, a sponsor of this show, 50% of the West Coast offense. The line is long and illustrious. Sterling Ball, Big Papa Smokers, will be joining us. And to round out the show at 10.35, the winner of the guinea pig competition, Sterling Smith of Loot and Booty, will be recapping the big win. All right. So a couple things right off the bat, as you can see. Uh, I am having a magnetic, magnag, magnanimously fierce time trying to get my camera to show up on the video side of things. Which, I mean, you know me, right? Oh, 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 oh. All right. Well, a little behind the scenes right here, folks. I don't usually like to uh, show this part of it. Kind of embarrassing. Get to see the whole green screen aspect. So we'll fix this here while we're talking. This is what it looks like behind the scenes, folks. You ever wonder uh, what it looks like behind me, really? I guess the whole uh, wood wood thing is now completely blown. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. There we go. Uh, we just got to configure the... Input here, boom. All right. And we'll pan the can. Oh, oh, wrong way. There we go. Come on. 
Get up there, boy. Hey. All right. There he is. Hey-oh. I wonder if that works for everything else. Oh, of course not. Oh, love a mic. Well, we'll fix that over the course. I was going to say, you notice that my uh, thing, we were just going to go with the old banner and do old-timey radio. Hey, everybody, good morning the old-timey radio. However, I'm able to fix the camera and all that stuff, so good for me. Um, I, well, so I guess I don't know secondarily what else was something that I may or, or may not have been talking about. That's right. Video setting. That's right. Okay. Well, we're more or less back online. Uh, if you want to jump in on the show tonight, uh, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Great lineup for tonight, as uh, many have just mentioned. If you are watching the show right now or you're listening to the show and you would like to invite all of your friends and neighbors to join in, A, that would be great. B, here are some things that you want to shoot out to them link-wise. In order to make that happen, you can shoot them over to my website, thebbqcentralshow.com, and you can easily pick a player and listen to it audibly. You can get on iTunes and listen to it through iTunes Radio. You can get on Facebook and tell everybody to go watch the video side of things on OutdoorCookingChannel.com, longtime syndicate a video syndication partner of this show. And if you have uh, IP television, for instance, I have Roku in my house, you can go to the App Store and look for Outdoor Cooking Channel in the App Store, download it, and then you have the ability to not only watch the live stream, which is your very first option when you open that up, you can also see a bunch of archives of not only this show, but all of the other shows that Kevin has on his channel, the Outdoor Cooking Channel. And don't forget, you can subscribe to iTunes for audio replays of this show. That is widely the most popular way that people consume this show after the live airing every Tuesday between 9 and 11. Once again, I know I mention it every so often, this show airs live right now on Tuesdays between 9 and 11. This show is happening live. There are no edits. I don't piece together anything. I had a little pre-roll on the front side but once the show starts when you get this on wednesday thursday friday whenever you listen to it this show actually happened live it's not pre-recorded it's not something i do over the course of the week and piece it together nine to eleven every tuesday we show up here there's a magic chat room that people love to take part in and make their own show out of this show it's fabulous if you've never listened to the show live make a note one time in your whole life to come and join the live show every tuesday from 9 to 11, because you never know what's going to happen. It's an enigma each and every week. I mean, who knows what's going on? Jim Elser could drop by. Jeff Elser could solicit cocaine and marijuana right in the chat room. And you just never know what's going to happen. These guys are crazy. Of course, you have uh, video replays on my website, Outdoor Cooking Channel, on YouTube, all of this good stuff. So there's never a reason that you should ever miss anything about this show, on this show, for this show, guests of this show, whatever. Never any reason. So there you have it. Uh, We will try and fix the video stuff while we are beating through uh, the line of interviews here over the next couple weeks. Again, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, you want to jump in, 216-220-0966. That is your phone number. 
greg at the bbq central show.com that is your email address and folks we are off and running on a great barbecue central show let me talk to you quickly about suckle busters award-winning barbecue rub sauces chili kits and texas gunpowder that's right Suckle Busters products are preferred by competition barbecue cooks. They're 100% Texas-based, made in the USA. Introduced first products to Barbecue Central over seven years ago. They've won hundreds of industry awards, including two first places two years in a row at the American Royal Barbecue Sauce Contest. Used by backyarders like me, competition barbecue cooks like you across the country. Top-selling products? Happy to mention them. Original barbecue sauce, the original, literally hundreds of industry awards. Honey barbecue sauce, used as finishing sauce and glazed by competition cooks. Hog Waller Rub, number one, perfect on competition pork and ribs. Competition barbecue rub, it's a traditional style, very mild and savory, excellent on beef. Then you have that new Clucker Duster barbecue rub, sweet heat, chipotle chicken rub. Got to try that on the chicken. New products for 2015. Happy to mention those as well. Wild Fang Wild Game Rub. Black pepper-based rub. Also awesome on ribs. SPG, the premium blend of salt, pepper, and garlic. Bam! Habanero Barbecue Rub. Super hot, super sweet. Now, where can you get Suckle Busters? Glad you asked. Available at over 300 retailers nationwide. Check out your local barbecue shop. Retail locator on the Suckle Busters website. That's just been recently updated. Order online at SuckleBusters.com. You can also find their products on the Amazon.com. You can call them at 972-393-9509. That's 972-393-9509. You can email them, sales, plural, sales at SuckleBusters.com. Get on their Facebook fan page, SuckleBusters. You can visit their own barbecue and grilling forum at TheTexasBBQForum.com. Check them out and see why Suckle Busters means busting with flavor. Last but not least, if you visit my main website, there is a uh, button logo right there on the front page as well. For Suckle Busters, you can get at them that way. Many different ways. Many different flavors. Dan Arnold and the good folks over at Suckle Busters appreciate their support of the show. Uh, when we come back, we will have Michael McDearman to talk about the 2015 season that is now underway for Sam's Club Barbecue Series, and we'll talk some other things as well. You are listening and now watching the Barbecue Central Show on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. 
Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by cookandpellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit cookandpellets.com for more information or to purchase. If you're a little leery about cookandpellets.com, visit amazon.com, available for purchase there as well. So if you want to use Amazon Prime for shipping or take advantage of something like that, you can do that as well. Chris Becker and the good folks over at cookandpellets.com. All right, joining me now is the uh, director of events and competitions and so forth as it relates to the Sam's Club Barbecue Series. Back at it for 2015. A guy that I like to talk barbecue and grilling with on a regular basis. And you find him there on this show every so often. A guy by the name of Michael McDermott joining us here on the show. Michael, how are you, buddy? How are you, Greg? I'm doing fantastic. And uh, it's freezing cold up here in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city. Are you in uh, Tennessee right now, or are you pretty much out for the next uh, foreseeable six, seven months? I leave uh, tomorrow. I fly in and fly out, so I'm lucky enough to have come back home and been able to help some neighbors out and some people out that I know. We had a lot of ice down here, so a lot of power lines down. Some people are still without power, and, and you can't even get on the roads to get to them. So we've got some disaster relief going on and, and some uh, folks from the emergency services who are really doing a stellar job down here. Michael McDermott joining me here on the show. All right, uh, McD, when we talk about Sam's Club and the National Barbecue Series that it has been putting on here over the last handful of years, every year it seems to get a little bit more anticipated and popular and growing in size, and people want to take part in it because we all know, look, if you can string together over the course of many months uh, three really good cooks, you have the opportunity of gaining not only adulation and fame, uh, but a pretty nice sum of money as well, and uh, that's why people want to get into the Sam's Club stuff. So uh, you've been overseeing it now here. I believe this is the second year. Uh, as your uh, time with Sam's Club, how have you kind of seen it evolve? Because, well, I mean, you've pretty much been with it since the beginning doing the, the high heat stuff there previous to uh, getting the, the director's role there. But uh, how have you seen the growth of this particular series uh, since its inception to where we are today? Well, it can be documented in time. Um, the registration and the how many teams have registered within even the first minute and two minutes uh, has grown each year, and, and people get faster and faster on their mouse, I tell you. They click and, and get on board, and, and they're ready to roll. Right now, we've only got, I believe, one open spot in, is it Maine, with 29 teams, and the rest are full, so we're ready to roll. The first event took place this past weekend in Kissimmee, Florida. Uh, were you surprised that this particular one was, you know, seven, eight short uh, of the uh, the full lot of 30 teams? You know, the um, the FBA and GBA teams in the region and, and a lot of uh, folks who, who compete down here or down there have uh, shared with me that, that they've gone and made the drive to the regional and things, and they've enjoyed it. Um, I think that it's a um, situation where uh, scheduling comes into play and, and early in the year, but I do know that there are some things we want to look at uh, from the weekend. We're always trying to build a better mousetrap, and, and um, there are a couple things that I'd like to uh, consider if, if the Sam's Club Tour uh, carries on next year. You know, when you look at Florida, I guess, as a whole, obviously the FBA is a pretty big stronghold down there for obvious reasons. 
Uh, they're you know kind of a, a third of the way through their competition season at this point in the year. They don't uh, run similar uh, fiscal or, or competition calendars as uh, Kansas City Barbecue Society does. Two different sanctioning bodies, of course. Um, do you do you think some of that has to do with the fact that in, in order to really be in that team of the year contention for Florida Barbecue Association, you have to cook like every event. You can't do uh, the ten best like KCBS does, and perhaps that might have. Uh, drawn away from uh, some of the competitions because if you're looking for FBA team of the year honors, you got to be cooking pretty much every single uh, weekend for that. Well, and that's, that's impressive. Uh, teams go after it and they, you know, they're so passionate about the sport. I think it's a choice on an individual basis. I don't think there's blanket statements that can be made about it. Michael McDiarmid joining me here on the show, uh, talking about Sam's Club. All right, so as we look over, and I'm going to ask you to speculate well above and beyond as far as time frames are concerned, but uh, it's it's super popular again this year, as you mentioned. There's maybe only one open spot here. Uh, we're going to be leading to the big event in Bentonville, Arkansas, in November when uh, all the other big events take place. Do you see from previous years and teams and, and these other te- the teams that have won and seen success in this particular series, uh, do you have a, a small handful of favorites that you think might make it down to, to Bentonville and have a shot at winning this whole thing already? You know, there is one of our um, competitions that's taking place in Vegas, one in Reno. You know, I don't know if they would even touch it twice in the odd There's a great number of teams out there that are just fantastic and and, uh, but it would be an interesting thing to see all the, the Jimmy the Greeks of the world or whatever put odds on it. Michael, having been around competition barbecue in some form or fashion, especially in this particular series, uh, are you surprised or uh, maybe uh, that's probably a bad question, but the, maybe the better question is, uh, are you uh, yeah are you surprised at the level of competition that you have seen grow year after year after year? I really am not. Uh, you know, you've got competitors out there that are constantly trying to improve the, the passion that's within our sport. Uh, everybody wants to constantly get better. Even, I mean, the, the folks who are are maybe more seasoned in our sport, like the Johnny Triggs and things, are even always trying to pick up a new thing or, or uh, not just teach. They realize that you never stop learning. And, and I think that's a, a beautiful thing that we've grown from – uh, what was it? Maybe 15 years ago, that type of uh, time frame, where we were cooking more select and choice briskets, what we could pick up at the local market, and our palates have changed. The judges have changed as far as what they desire and what they like. And I think that you know a lot of the teams cooking with prime and wagyu and, and specialty meats and and taking it to the next level on a culinary side. I also think it's interesting and. and the exposure I see at, at World Food Championships. So you're seeing these, these huge numbers of, of chefs and and all kinds of culinary types where it's folks that may be recipe um, creators or, or even just folks from who are, are specialty cooks or, or terrific at things in their own home. How many were in the top ten that were competitive barbecue cooks? I counted four, and there may be five. Out of nine or ten of the top categories. I mean, you're sitting there seeing all these barbecue teams up there on stage. It's really a testament to the passion for cooking that the barbecue teams have. Michael McDermott joining me here on the show, talking about the uh, Sam's Club National Barbecue Series here in 2015. 
Uh, Michael, if I could, uh, I guess I'm a little remiss not asking you right up front, but for the folks that maybe aren't familiar with it, if you could just give us a little uh, thumbnail sketch on how the series works and uh, the associated payouts. Absolutely. Well, Sam's Club sees a great connection with, with uh, their fresh meat department and, and uh, the way that, that Sam's is able to provide a lot of small businesses, whether it be caterers and, and restaurants or, or even families uh, who are, are looking to cook quality food for their for their um, whether it's their customers or their family members or others. And so what we've done is create a tournament style, which is basically like the NCAA basketball brackets in the spring. We've had a three-round tournament where teams qualify each round, and there's 30 teams in the first round, and the top six move on to the regional. At the regional level, the top 10 move on to the finals. So 50 teams compete at the finals for $150,000. And the least amount of money that we compete in the Sam's Club Tour is $10,000 at the local, 20 at the, at the uh, regional level. So fantastic money all the way around. And, uh, you know, you can get involved whether you're a judge or whether you're a team, not by politics of who you know or anything along those lines. It's laid out there for any all comers to click that mouse as quick as possible and to register themselves and get on board for, the, for a terrific potential uh, competition and and like you said, put three of those together, and goodness, you can walk away eighty, ninety thousand dollars, life changing money. Absolutely, uh, Michael McDermott joining me here on the show. Uh, Michael, for the uh, uh, last uh, nine minutes of the interview, I do want to uh, change up a little bit because uh, you know you're probably one of the more uh, diverse folks within the industry. It's not just barbecue; it's uh, implements. It's uh, classes, it's grilling stuff, it's promotion and getting with businesses and all this stuff that a lot of people talk about wanting to do, but once they realize the time commitments and things that it takes and having to have a personality and all this stuff, perhaps they fall a little short or realize maybe they don't have the intestinal fortitude to get it done, but you're certainly a little bit different than that. Um, you've, you've actually taken to another level. Uh, you've gone and gotten into the restaurant business, so uh, I guess first, a congratulations because it's not just one; it's two items. And uh, I would like to start out just by asking you about both of them, and you know how you got into that. Well, you know, it all goes back to the roots and, and doing what you love. I don't hit the snooze bar any day, and I love being called theoretically. They say I'm the busiest man in barbecue. I think it's just my persistence, and I keep going after things. Uh, you know, and and you keep trying until you get there, and I see quite a few very successful teams out there who have restaurants and are following their passion in that way. Uh, an opportunity presented itself. I've become a co-owner of Seven, Seven Senses Restaurant in Cookville, Tennessee. It actually serves my mentor's spices uh, on a lot of the dishes. Tony Stone in barbecue. Wow. He has Papa Tony's spices, and, and uh, we actually use it. He's from my hometown of Cookville, Tennessee. Uh, so we use it on the shrimp and some other items there. And then uh, have just acquired Westside Deli, which will be a, a nice New York-style deli restaurant where we'll be able to have a lot more capabilities. And it's both in the historic area of Cookville, Tennessee, so a big growing roots and investment in my community and, and hometown because I, I really value where I grew up. Do you have a lot of uh, restaurant experience that you can bring to the table, or is it just more of uh, an investment uh, opportunity that you saw 
you know, some way to kind of, as you said, reinvest back into the community that's given you so much and, uh, and try and make it a go that way? Well, in my history, I actually have had an event planning and catering business for about four and a half years. Um, that uh, was, when was that? Early 2000s. And so with that, I've uh, gotten a lot of experience there. And then my management and sales experience from uh, working even for companies like Berkshire Hathaway uh, corporations and those types of things. So I've got a lot that I bring to the table in that in that way with customer service and and uh, you chime in with a little bit of management and sales and it's a nice little blend we come to the table with. So what's the, the long-term plan uh, with both restaurants? Is it just uh, to, to make sure that they're running successfully, obviously, uh, both uh, fiscally and, and producing good products? Or uh, do you hope to get into something where maybe you're dabbling in uh, more than two at some point? You know, you always look for opportunity. And when it knocks, I always like to open the door and at least hear what folks have to say. So um, we're looking for, for opportunities already and, and their continued growth. You know, it's it's sort of like I like to compare it to the way I grew up, and we'd go fishing in in streams where the water's moving fast, and, and then you'd also find areas that are stagnant. And that stagnant water, it doesn't usually have the the terrific uh, fresh food, uh, fresh fish and that type of thing. It's more slow, and maybe some things grow there. I like to keep moving. I like to keep going and and have that action and activity around me. Michael McDearman joining me here on the show. Um, you know, Michael, I say getting into the restaurant business can be very risky. So, you know, when you're approached or, uh, you know, uh, I think you said you had a partner with this, you know, what are the things that you look at, you know, especially for the folks that might be considering doing something similar to you uh, wherever they're at? Uh, what are like some of the, the two, three, four biggest things that you need to look at at a existing business instead of just starting one up from uh, the ground up uh, to make sure that you're not making any mistakes or, or pitfalls that you're looking for to avoid to make sure that you're giving your best uh, foot forward uh, in order for success? Well, they always say location, location, location is, is a key rule as far as looking at a business. But you also don't just go into it with a, a good recipe. You know, we've all got got good food and we can produce We've got to have folks that will work for us and understand the sales process so that we can communicate it with our customers. We also have to have a marketing plan in place, understanding your, the folks that you want to pull in as customers from your community, what uh, the need is. Uh, are you just going to be the same as everybody else, or are you going to differentiate yourself? And is there enough interest there to, to look at that uh, will result in the bottom line that you need to stay afloat? It is a very difficult business because it takes a lot of different facets to look at, whether it's marketing, sales, training, uh, constant putting out of fires, budget control. You you have to play uh, a lot of different roles or wear a lot of different hats, as people say. So it's a very challenging industry, and I look forward to it. I'm, I'm all about stepping up to the plate and, and jumping right in. You know, you even mentioned some of the other things that I've gotten into, and and Bless Andy Allen of Rooftop Barbecue out west. I know that that uh, y'all are aware of him and that oh, yeah. rooftop barbecue sauce that he developed at the World Food Championships. He had World Food uh, Championship pork when he was out there competing in the barbecue competition. Come to find out, he used what I, I you know, it was a, a game changer. The it was a chicken 
chicken forming and cooking tool that I had developed out of cast iron and had made in the local foundry here um, down near Chattanooga. Anyway, he's using that with his pork, and I'll let him tell in his class how he uses it uh, on money muscle and, and his shredded pork and how he's using it for heat retention and things. But it's just interesting to look at, at the sport you love, try and find solutions for for things that you see as, as uh, hurdles that we try and get past or get over. And it, it's a wonderful thing, you know. He's taking that, not just for chicken as I intended it, but applying it to the pork when they created the separation rule too. So a bunch of different things there. Michael, in regards to Sam's Club here, and I appreciate the time tonight. I know you're very busy. Uh, where are you guys going to be at next? Oh, Daphne, Alabama. Then we're off to Shreveport. Fort Worth, Tucson, doing the whole West Coast tour. Really excited to be out there and, and see familiar faces, but also a lot of new ones, too. Still a lot of fresh faces coming to the Sam's Club Tour and, and to see the growth of our sport. Last year, I believe we had seven between 7 and 8% of the KCBS contests. After they dole out this year's half a million dollars, I love saying that, half <laughs> a million dollars, the total over the past five years they've done the Sam's Club Tour will be what is it, $2.3 million in prize money wow. for the sport we love? I, it's mind-boggling. And to be a part of that is fantastic. I look forward to seeing everybody out there. Come out and enjoy it. And uh, Who knows, even if you're a backyarder, come out and, and we'll be doing workshops uh, there during little seminars and demos. And who knows, the teams may even share their grandpa's secret with you. Mike, let me ask you one uh, one last question here. i turn you loose, promise. Um it's been such a staple of Kansas City Barbecue Society, the Sam's Club series every year. Are you surprised, you know, being a business guy, that there hasn't been some type of a long-term deal that has been able to be secured and put in place instead of just hoping it gets renewed year after year? I think that uh, the mindset of, you know, Sam's has, has made the statements at the awards dinner even as recently as this year. Uh, as and also at the um, on stage now at the finals competition, they value barbecue. They see a, a, a great relationship and partnership with the whole competitive barbecue industry, and I think that they reassess their moves every year. I think the, the common it's a it's a common practice in the corporate culture of today. Michael McDearman is widely considered to be the busiest guy in the barbecue community right now. You can see him trolling around Sam's Club. Say hi. He's a great guy, and maybe every once in a while you see him join in through uh, the uh, helicopters and G5s of this show. Uh, appears live every once in a while in studio. Uh, Michael, always appreciate the time, man. We'll talk to you soon. Greg, take care and stay warm. You got it. Huh? That might be hard, but we'll try. There he is. Michael McDearman, ladies and gentlemen. Stay warm. Oh, my God. I can't promise that. It's negative eight degrees right now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No! You know, it's the thing that I always say. People want to be successful in barbecue. People want to make money in barbecue, in the industry. Then they realize they got to work for it. You know, put in some work. Yeah. Oh, no. McD is not that guy. He's about to put in some work. Traveling. Directing. Now he's in the restaurant business.
Check them out if you're in Cooksville, Tennessee. You know that food's going to be good. All right, we got Matt Barber coming up out of the break. Uh, folks, if you blew it on Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. You can recover, yeah. You can visit stephendefranco.com and peruse their inventory. Stephen DeFranco, trusted jeweler of this show and most people in the barbecue community at this point. Once you find what you like, here's what you do. You call them. 440-943-2700. 440-943-2700. You tell them you're a barbecue brother or sister. You listen to the show each and every week. You tell them that I tell you to call in. Say, hey, I found this watch or I found this necklace or these pair of earrings or I want to get a wedding ring made or whatever. He's going to take the time to sit down and have a little counsel with you. Make sure that what you're looking to do is going to fit your budget and the feelings you're going to convey. He's not going to try and push you into anything that you don't want. He's not going to try and pad the pocket like those punks and douchebags do at the big box stores and the mall. Shall remain nameless. No, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. Steve wants to earn your business, but he wants to earn your business also the time after, the time after that. Maybe you have kids, they get old enough where they're going to be starting to buy jewelry, and now you're going to be referring kids to him as well. That's what we're looking for. If you're in the local Cleveland area, head on out due east from downtown to historic Willoughby, Ohio, at the corner of 91 and 84. See Steve, tell him. I sent you on over again, the number 440-943-2700. Ask for Steve directly. And the website, Stephen DeFranco, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, stephendefranco.com. Everything ships for free as well with Steve. stephendefranco.com, 440-943-2700. Dare I say the hottest pitmaster in all of barbecue currently on this show next Stick around. We'll be right back. to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Oh, uh oh. Yes. Crap. Six zero two. That's the right one. Now I don't remember if I called the right number. That's got to be the right one. All right. Uh, joining me now, well, it's, I mean, geez, oh, Pete. It seems like we might have just talked to this guy last week at this same exact time segment. 
Uh, all right, I, I don't know if I'm calling the right number. I got to check. Uh, uh, no. Here we go. Got to dial the right number, boys. Yeah. No, I'm not using a Yugo computer this week. Come on. All right, so uh, Sam's Club kicked off this past weekend in Kissimmee, Florida. A guy who won a huge event, uh, not this past weekend. Well, he did win a huge event this past weekend, but the weekend before that, he won a huge event as well. You saw him on this show. He recapped Apopka, Florida, summarily grabbed all of the Barbecue Central show karma, went out to Sam's Club in a different sanctioning body and kicked everybody's ass and brought home a grand championship at the local qualifier. Matt Barber from Hot Wachulas. Matt, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Matt, you are now probably a firm believer that the Barbecue Central show karma actually exists, right? Absolutely. That's right. You show up on the show, and the next day or the next weekend you go out and compete. You just win. I mean, it couldn't be any easier than that, right? That's right. Yeah. I, I need to be on every week. Well, uh, we'll see what happens this coming weekend, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, you were in two weeks ago. We were uh, last Tuesday. We were talking about the win at Apopka. It was ninety-six teams. It was huge, big FBA event. Obviously, a lot of great teams out there. Uh, and then a week later, you skitter around and uh, go to Kissimmee in the KCBS event and walk away with Grand Championship there as well, securing your place in a more distant regional final in uh, South Haven, Mississippi. So I guess yep. as we look at this past weekend, and there's some other follow-up questions that I want to ask you here, but uh, you know, how did uh, this cook, I mean, substantially far less teams, the tune of probably four times uh, at least, almost five times, uh, how did this cook go for you? And uh, I guess what was the, what's the mood going into a Sam's Club local qualifying event, knowing you just have to hit one through six in order to move on? You know, it, 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 was, it was weird. You know, of course you can't, you know, at the Sam's Club, you can't show up till you can't set up or do anything till Friday morning. Uh, you know, the nice thing about it, it was it was only about thirty minutes from my house. Uh, you know, I think I got ten o'clock. Um, it, it actually went really freaking smooth, and usually, you know, it's uh, that's like the kiss of death. I mean, nothing went wrong. Nothing. You know, everything was right on track right on schedule the whole freaking weekend it was uh it was bizarre i even mentioned it to uh to michael he's like oh crap i'm like i know that's a kiss of death it's, it's running so smooth something something's gonna happen but uh, it actually went great i had a, i had a good solid cook i mean i was happy with everything are pitmasters so superstitious when things are going that well that something is go, they're, you're afraid that something is actually going to come up and bite you in the ankles? You know, I've become more superstitious the last year. I, you know, I, I, I think it's as bad as baseball. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I've got to wear a certain color shirt for awards. I've got to have the freaking uh, liter of chocolate milk Saturday morning. <laughs> you know, all all these stupid little things that, that – that I've done, and I'm I'm sure everybody else is the same way. You know, I know Dana, Big Papa. He's he's got to hang his flags up off his trailer. Um, you know, for good luck. But yeah, there's there's tons of stupid little rituals and and habits that we get into um, that we try not to change. But yeah, it's it's crazy how superstitious we are. 
All right, so as we kind of look over uh, the individual results, I mean, it was, you know, pretty kind of nip and tuck uh, through the first three calls here. I'm uh, kind of racing over to the KCBS website here to make sure I don't uh, say anything incorrect. But I believe uh, between you and it was uh, Smoke and Moe's, kind of, you know, nip and tuck there through chicken, pork, and ribs, and uh, I guess kind of where you separate yourself literally from the rest of the pack is uh, brisket. You finished second overall in brisket, and uh, he was uh, where? Where did he finish at? Uh, ninth place. So there was roughly uh, nine points that separate you between uh, the brisket scores. There, otherwise, I mean, it was. Uh, I would imagine previous to the brisket call, you might have been a little worried going through the overalls. Yeah, it was pretty tight. I, I mean, you know, after pork, I knew I'd, I'd at least made the top six. Um, but you know, it, it's you know, with, with that, I mean, I think there's like 23 teams, and, and you, just, you just never know. Uh, like in a pop, because the point spread between first and fortieth was about 10 points. You know, so when there's 23 teams, it's like, well, what's the point spread? Is it is first to tenth 10 points, or is it? Two points. You, you never, you never know, and it's always, uh, always kind of a guessing game. Once, once I got that second place brisket, I was pretty confident that I had it. Uh, but up until that point, you know, it, it was kind of a crapshoot. You know, I could have been, you know, fifth or sixth. You know, but it's, uh, but yeah, that last. This was this was one of the few contests where where I after the brisket call, I wasn't worried about about uh, where, I, where I was placing overall. When you go into an event like this where you need to hit, you know, between one and six to move on to the regionals, and when you get in the regional, you need to hit between one and ten to move on to the finals, is is it always to go in to win regardless of how the, you know, the, the staggers line up to move on to the next round? Or do you, do you kind of say, well, winning would be nice, but I, I do just want to finish between one and six? Yeah, that was my goal, just one to six. Uh, you know, and that's you know, all, all I can do is 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 cook the best that I can. If, if I'm happy with the cook, I mean, that's pretty much all I can do. It's, it's up to the barbecue gods and the judging gods at that point. Uh, but yeah, my my goal going into it was, uh, you know, I thought there's no way I can win three in a row. <laughs> You know, if I just make the top six, I'll be happy. So when you go, two weeks ago, you're in a Popkins Florida Barbecue Association event, which you're extremely comfortable cooking. Uh, when you come into a KCBS event like this, obviously you're adding the garnish to the box. Do you change any, like, flavor profiles or anything like that? Or is the meat cooking process and the flavor profiles strictly the same regardless of sanctioning body? So for me, it's identical. I don't change anything. Um, I mean, I even cook the same amount of meat. Um, you know, it seems weird cooking like 24 thighs for to put six in a box. But, you know, for, for me, everything is based on, you know, I want to have the same number of, of pieces of chicken in my chicken brine for the same amount of time. You know, I want to eat up the same amount of space in my cooker. For each category, you know, because everything's so so time critical and sensitive that I, you know, if you change, you know, instead of cooking four butts, you cook three. You know, the airflow in your cooker is going to change a little bit. 
you might end up overcooking something that you're, you know, I, I just leave it the same. I mean, I don't, I don't change anything. Do you find, Matt, and maybe I'm drawing speculation on something that I shouldn't, but just kind of uh, past history and seeing, you know, teams that are traditionally KCBS creeping down into the, the FBA uh, don't seem to do nearly as well as the teams that will creep out of the FBA in the KCBS events. They seem to do a little bit better crossing over into sanctioning bodies. Do you find uh, similar items? Um, you know, a little bit. It's I mean, there, there have been a couple teams that have come down this year that have done pretty well. Uh, Extra Mile has done really well down here. Uh, Killer Bees usually does pretty well in FBA contests. And, you know, Lang Cookers, I mean, they do a a bunch of KCBS and FBAs, and, and Myron usually does pretty well too. So it's, you know, I, I think where they get in trouble is they're not used to cooking that much food. You know, if, if uh, you know, for FBA, when you know, you almost have to cook four butts. If you don't, you're not going to have enough meat for the box. Uh, you know, and a brisket, you know. It has to be an 18-pounder because if you cook a 12, even if it's perfect, you're still not going to have enough for the box. Because, I mean, each, those, those boxes weigh four pounds easy. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and you know, that, that's, that's the biggest issue because it's, uh, you know, even uh, Danielle Divicue was down for a pop and she was like, I had no freaking idea how difficult it would be to make a chicken box without a garnish because, you know, you got to put so much crap in there. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, that's the hardest part, I think, is the, is the presentation and just the amount of meat you've got to put in a box um, when there's no garnish. Matt, were you surprised that only 22 teams turned out for this particular event? Yeah, I was real surprised. There were there were a lot of uh, of of FBA teams that I would have expected to, you know, to have cooked it, um, you know, but, you know, and also, you know, at the, at the Lakeland Test, which was the end of January, I mean, nothing was even said about, about this contest, which was a month later. So, uh, you know, I thought that would have been a great prime opportunity to promote it when there's 140 teams there, but, um, there still were a lot of FBA teams that I would have expected to cook that didn't, which, uh, you know, part of that they say is just because the uh, regional is so far away, which it is. But um, you know, my thinking is, I mean, even if you qualify, you don't have to go. I mean, it's still, um, you know, you don't have to drive. But you know, for me, a contest is a contest. And if there's one nearby, I'm going to try and make it. Matt, where are you going to be cooking at next week, or are you cooking next week? Uh, you know, I think I'm cooking for the next eight weeks. Um, next week will be Haines City, or this week will be Haines City. Um, it's another close one. It's another SBA contest. Um, I'm trying to think what's the week after that. It might be, I know there's a, another KCBS coming up in, in Kissimmee soon. Um, I'll have to check the calendar, but I know uh, I'm both at least for the next, up through the uh, the beginning of May. Um, I'm cooking every weekend. Given the amount of wins in a row this early in the season, is Team Hot Wachulas the hottest team on the barbecue circuit right now? 
Nah, I don't know. The answer is yes. Uh, of course you are. <laughs> don't be so modest for crying out loud. <laughs> I, I know I'm the damn luckiest. That's for damn sure. Uh, but you know, it's it, you know, I, I looked up the KCBF points chase and like, and I printed them out today. I'm like, man, you know, I got it. And I look on the counter. I think I'm do, I've got 20 KCBSs on the book. So you know, I'm going to try and make a run and see how well I can do. Um, this, should, this should be an interesting year. Absolutely, uh, and and I think if you take a quick look, uh, you see Hot Wachulas, uh, Team of the Year, Florida Barbecue Association points race uh, sitting atop, and if you look at the KCBS Team of the Year points race, again, very early. Uh, second overall right now in uh, KCBS Team of the Year right now, so you uh, take a snapshot of that, and uh, that's one you can hold on to. Uh, it's pretty uh, pretty cool, regardless of where we're at in the seasons. Uh, Matt Barber. Yeah, yeah, it'll change this weekend, I'm sure. But, but yeah, I wanted to, wanted to save that for the old scrapbook. Matt Barber is the pitmaster of Hot Wachulas. He is the 2013 Florida Barbecue Association Team of the Year, and he just won the first Sam's Club 2015 local qualifier. Uh, moving on to the South Haven uh, Mississippi Regional, which will take place in September, I believe. Uh, Matt, always appreciate the time, man. Good luck, and uh, we'll probably have you on next week to talk about the grand champion you just won from the new show, Karma. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> there he is, Matt Barber, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, I mean, it doesn't not work, right? This is a guaranteed thing. Matt comes on. We talk about what happened the previous week. He summarily goes out to the next competition and does all of the winning. That's right. All right, folks. Uh, if you didn't already know, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue. The number one dealer of Mac Pellet Grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grills and smokers, such as the Old Hickory ACEBP Gateway Drum Smoker, even a drum kit that gives everything need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs from flavors like Sweet Money to Happy Ending. The rubs have a hand in winning almost every major barbecue competition, including the 2012 and 13 American Royal, the World Series of Barbecue, the 2014 and 12 Jack Daniels, the 2013 Kings for Challenge, the 2014 Houston Livestock and Rodeo, and the 2014 King of the Smoke. Don't think BPS can be pigeonholed into competitive barbecue either. BPS rubs have become so well-known that they have been picked up nationwide by a restaurant chain, BJ's Restaurant and Brew House. With four of the nine BPS rubs featured on their permanent menu and amid glowing reviews, BPS rubs are proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry or party for that matter. Big Papa has also banded together with fellow California-based rub maker Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. Big Papa's website also features an online meat locker with top-quality meats from Snake River Farm shipped to your front door. From American Kobe beef to caribou to pork, double R ranch meats, Big Papa meat locker has something for every type of barbecue aficionado. Committed to bringing you the best barbecue on the market, Big Papa's has recently added a new barbecue sauce to their lineup. Swap Boy's barbecue sauce, a fine swine sauce, Granny's barbecue sauce. These are the new hot sauce, considered to be the new kids on the block this barbecue season. 
BPS has also created a unique band ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, Big Papa has been able to do all this within only five years of being in business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, providing customers with the latest barbecue products, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting charities across the U.S. is just the beginning. For the good folks over at Big Papa Smokers, BigPapaSmokers.com, BigPapaSmokers.com. We will be returning to wrap up the first hour in just a few minutes. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back to one six two two zero zero nine six six. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. Uh, John Dawson weighing in. Remps, perhaps Mike McD could use some help on the tour. Maybe the hardest working boy in barbecue. Shilling with Rich available. Hashtag Barbecue Boy Wonder. No, John, I see you working. I don't think that's really what should happen. John, I'm not going to do that other thing you just said. John on a roll. I know a lot of people, uh, if you are active on the tweeter, wondering, hoping, or hoping not, that I address the latest controversy amongst the barbecue people on the tweeter. I may or may not have thoughts about that in the second hour or in the second take segment. If you want to join in, love to have you. 216-220-0966. The email address, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. I'm helping my man uh, Sterling Smith do uh, time zone correction adjustments. <laughs> Sterling, add three. That's all right. Thanks again to Matt Barber for coming on last segment, talking about the inaugural win at the 2015 first local qualifier, Kissimmee, that feeds the South Haven. Yeah. We'll uh, get a little uh, recap in that as well. All right, we're going to uh, 
flop over to the second hour. Love to hear from you if you want to join in. going to refresh my uh, water here so I don't dry out very nasally. It's dry here in Cleveland with all the below zero. All right, uh, you are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be back in two minutes. here for the really big barbecue show we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to fine how's it going <laughs> you have a great show of a big fan so what 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 seems to be the problem here this man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle charbono it's all about the charbono dude Succulent fish, what? We ate 54 wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, you shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Hi, this is Bobby Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. Hello? Did I miss the intro? Did I, did I, did, did anybody hear the intro? Let's start again. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show of a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? We ate 54 wieners. Oh listen, Laverne, you shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> We have top men working right now. Top men. Well, you're damn right you like the Oingo Boingo song. Rats. That's going to get ripped off YouTube, I can tell you that. Third-party content could be blocked in some countries. I know. Hey, Jeff Elser, screw you. 
I was hoping I could just skate away. That made it all the way to Las Vegas. Land of cocaine and hookers. The Browns' new logo. If you think... if Jeff, I appreciate the ball busting, by the way. If you heard about it there, can you only imagine the way that they are... They they have been amping it up and playing. Oh, it's only X amount of hours until the the hell. It's only X amount of hours until the new logos. They're interviewing Adam Shiner, part of the Brass and Berea, Ohio. Well, I can't. I can't reveal anything. It'd probably kill me. What? Kill you? Why? For the same freaking helmet? Get that big stuff out of here. Oh, my God. As I posted on the Cleveland Browns website, now I know there's some people going, whoa, they haven't introduced the new uniforms yet. That's really going to be different. Well, if it's so much different than the new helmet which includes maybe a deeper hue of orange and a brown face mask. Brown face mask. Uh That changes it up. That's really going to put us over the top. So as the Cleveland Browns put on their Facebook page, new look, new logo, blah, blah, blah. I wrote, welcome to the new Browns, same as the old Browns. Douchebag move, and then I dropped this soundbite on them. We suck again. Yeah, because guess what? Oh, no, we suck again. A new orange helmet with brown face mask does not overcome the fact that we have zero quarterbacks. Oh, no. We suck again. Again. What's the old saying in football? If you have two quarterbacks, you have... Nothing. That's right. What was that, Rod? If you have two quarterbacks, what do you have? Nothing. That's right. Nothing. So all logos and uniforms and whatever. You could wear stark white if we had a great quarterback and we were winning. I mean, who would care about any of this? Nobody would care. Logo, new uniform. Pathetic. Luckily, we got LeBron back. Matt Boer is right. We got a suspended wide receiver as well. But I believe the San Francisco 49ers uh, cut Ted Ginn Jr. He's from Cleveland. Do I smell a you-know-what coming? A little love connection? Yeah! Come on, make it happen. Ted Ginn Jr. in his prime could run 27 miles an hour. Like... Consistently, not a burst up to, but at his his flat top was 27 miles an hour. Blake Moody, Hoyer is pretty good for somebody who sucks. Get that big stuff out of here. Come on, man. Don't bring Brian Hoyer to me. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right, folks, uh, still to come tonight, Sterling Ball will be coming up in about nine minutes from now to... 
talk about high-level guinea pig stuff, you know. And then we will talk to Sterling Smith around 10.35, uh, 8.35 Mountain Time. Luton Booty Pitmaster, he won guinea pig. Uh, as we talked about last hour, the 2015 Sam's Club Series is now officially underway, and the first event took place this past weekend in Kissimmee, Florida. This was the first of what will be many local qualifiers that send the top 16 to the regional final that will take place in South Haven, Mississippi on September 9th. Those teams moving on are as follows. Of course, winning, we had him on last segment, Matt Barber, Hot Wachula. You know, I don't know if you're a fan of this show and you go back years and years. But before I knew Matt Barber of Hot Wachulas, there was only somebody, there was only one person I knew from Wachula. Does anybody know who that is in the chat room? Anybody know anybody from Wachula that used to call this show? I do. Miss that guy. Where is he at? You name him. And you get a you get a shout out here on the show. Reserve Grand Champion Smoking Moe's Barbecue. Five points behind Matt Barber. So pretty stiff pounding on Matt's uh, behalf. Wicked Q came uh came in third. Uncle Kenny's barbecue fourth. Hickory Prime was fifth and routing out the top six extra mile barbecue. So the spread between one and six was about 17 points or so. No, not Jim Elser. By the way, Jim Elser is getting ready for his barbecue class. All of his stickers came in. Maybe you didn't see it on his Facebook page. Uh, If we briefly recap where the team of the year races are for your uh, top sanctioning bodies. The Florida Barbecue Association, Team of the Year standings currently, top five, Hot Wachulas, Sweet Smoke Q, Jim Elser, friend of the show, Blitz Krieg Barbecue, they have been on the show, Big Papa's Country Kitchen, Dana Hills, he's been on the show, and uh, rounding out the top five for Florida Barbecue Association, Team of the Year, Cedar Creek Barbecue, they have never been on the show. And then in the Kansas City Barbecue Society's Team of the Year, as of today, which is uh, February 24th, Hickory Pram is in the lead. Hot Wachula's second overall, so uh, first and second, respectively, FBA and KCBS. Donnie Bray, your current KCBS Team of the Year, is in third, Warren County Pork Choppers. Rub Bagby from Swap Boys, also a FBA guy, is currently sitting fourth in the KCBS. And rounding out the top five, Smoking Buttheads. I'm not making that up. Smoking Buttheads is rounding out the top five Kansas City Barbecue Society Team of the Year. So that's where we're sitting at uh, February. And again, I believe we're roughly a, a third of the way. of I'm Florida Barbecue Association people would uh, know a little bit better than me, but we're about a third of the way through, right? Oh, uh, sorry, Jeff. Those are your stickers? Yeah, that's my bad. Nice stickers. Nice stickers, douche. Where do you put those? On your car bumper? On your Honda Cube? <laughs> All right. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. John Dawson, Patio Daddy Barbecue. Uh, the Browns, three words. Shine the turd. Absolutely. 
apologies to Sterling Smith. I miscalculated time zones. I thought he was Pacific time. Negative. I believe are you mountain time. Send hook me up with what a sticker. What am I eight? Get that big stuff out of here. So, so the question of the day is: Am I going to? reveal the goings-on of Twitter with uh, some blogger. And the simple question, to the, or the simple answer to that question is, no! Why won't I? Do I fear wrath? Am I scared of what could potentially be wreaked back upon me? Valid questions, of course. However, do we need to briefly go over the rules of the show? Do we? Well, we know rule number one of the show, right? What's rule number one of the show? Rule number one of the show. Don't get hooked. I will abide by my rules. Oh, no, there's rules to the show, Sterling Smith. Don't get hooked. Rule number two of the show, if it's free, it's me. If it's free, it's me. There's another rule that I can't think of right off the top. Hold on a second here. All right, uh, we go to area code 941, name and where you're calling from. Um, my name is Dan <laughs> from Atula. Dan! Oh my God! I know. I, I'm so happy. I, I, I just I, I listen every week. What, Greg? You listen I, every week. I listen I every week. I don't remember the last time you called in, Dan. Well, I, I listen every week, but not yeah, recently. I found out that you're on television, and so my friends told me if you could tune in, and then they called me, and they've been, and they told me that I could. You just, you just asked a question, so I know the answer. It's me. That's right. It's you. It's Dan from Wachula. I can't. This is an amazing experience. I I've just had Matt Barber on from Hot Wachulas. I know. I I know him. You do. You know a Hot Wachula? Uh, no. Oh, wait, you don't know you don't know Matt? Well, no, I know Wachula, but I don't know Dan. But I like maybe maybe we could get together. He and I could meet. Would you? Do you want? I can probably arrange a meeting with you and Matt if you want, Dan. Oh, please do! Oh, that would be so fun. What else we is could, going on, Dan? Well, we could we could we could meet. Okay. We could meet. Thank you, Dan. I'm sure Matt is happy to meet you. Nothing. Oh, no. Well, he's resurfaced, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Dan's back. Uh Uh-oh. Dan's back. Dan from Wachula. I have been calling him out for months, maybe even a year. This is the night he listens. 
Wow. Man, that felt good all over. Dan's back in. Dan gets his weird sexual reference off. Just like he wants to do each and every time. Uh, I'm, tra- I'm still trying to figure out. All right. Uh, folks, the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices. You know it. You love it. TheBBQGuru.com or 800-288-GURU. These are devices that you set the pit temperature and it'll keep your pit running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. If you are a busy working professional like me and you don't have time to set around and tend those pits, this is a product that will take care of it for you. A couple different ones to choose from, of course. Uh, I, I would always recommend the CyberQ Wi-Fi or the other end of the spectrum, the PartyQ. That starts at 149 bucks. runs on AA batteries, can go from cooker to cooker to cooker. It's great. If you're in the market for a cooker, Onyx Oven. It's fully insulated, holds a ton of meat, accommodates half and full pans for food service, working seamlessly, of course, with the Barbecue Guru temperature control device. Uh, do yourself a favor. Head on over to the website, thebbqguru.com, and check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. That's 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Why can't I remember the damn rules of my own show? Rule number one. Rule number two. Rule number three. If it's free, it's me. There's rule number three. Rule number two, don't get hooked. Rule number one. I don't remember rule number one of the show. What's rule number one of the show? Come on. All right, uh, Sterling Ball up next. Stick around. Be right back. Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempey. All right, welcome back. Man, I am pumped up that Dan showed back up again. I can't believe it. How, how many times do you have to call somebody out on an Internet show before they call back in again? I mean, it's had to have been a year and a half, a minimum a year and a half. Dan's back in. Wow. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, joining me now, the creator of the King of the Smokers, the creator of this past weekend's guinea pig, and we're going to be talking with him extensively about that tonight, maybe some other things. He is a sponsor of this show. He is a friend of this show and a friend of mine. We race over to the hotline, and welcome back. The pitmaster of Big Papa Smokers, Sterling Ball, joining me here on the show. Sterling, how are you, buddy? I'm Greg. Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Sterling. Appreciate you asking, and uh, as always, appreciate you making time for the show. Uh, big weekend for you this past, obviously. Uh, of course, everybody knows about King of the Smoker, and everybody wants to find some way on the invite list to get down there towards the end of the year. But, you know, uh, we turn right around a couple months like later. Cho- chocolates. You like chocolates? Is that what it is? Yeah, chocolates help. Is it? Is it... 
Is it firm chocolate, or do you like the stuff that has the crappy stuff in the middle? No, I like like Woodhouse chocolate. Oh, all right, the good stuff. They're, you know, they're a team out here. Yeah, absolutely. No, it is funny, but you know, we do the gig It's interesting because both the guinea smoker and and the guinea pig, I took a lot of abuse. I mean, we had plastic surgery to fix some of the scars, but this year's guinea pig really um, was what I always hoped it could be. And I think it was really, really a fun contest in a beautiful mission. But there was four dinner at the kids' queue hey. where they got to keep the Weber Smokey Joe, oh. and it included dessert. It was great meat, and especially the briskets by Snake River Farms with their Double R Ranch. And then it was the idea of finish a contest and not have it where 90% go home with nothing. I mean, 60% last year cash to check, 59.18% cash to check this year. All right, so just for a simple mathematics for the people that don't know, this year's guinea pig competition uh, that took place in Rancho Mirage, California, saw a uh, team roster of 49 teams in this event. This is uh, pretty incredible. Right. I mean, that's a pretty good turnout, right? Well, we, we, one one team canceled the last one. The whole model is built on 50 teams. We sold it out pretty much in a day, too. So that that's the there is a, a demand for this, and that's in spite of the fact that KCBS uh, is unwilling to give us team of the year points. But obviously, the teams that are there don't care. They'd rather cook in a controlled environment. I think I would love it if KCBS would work with us on it. I mean, what's the hold? Giving, I mean, what's the deal? Uh, they're giving well. They're giving. They don't give points to the, to the king of the smokers because it's an invitational, and they provide the meat. Right. But at the same time, they give team of the year points to the world food championship, which is an invitational. And most times, don't cook all four of the food. So I don't really understand Greg why they don't. So. You know, to me, I, I guess I can see why king of the smokers isn't because it is an invitational. But uh, here, you have the opportunity of. Joining just like any other sanction or just like any other contest, if you can make your way out there and get in, uh, regardless of if the meats are being uh, provided or not, everybody has equal opportunity to get in. So I don't know why they wouldn't give you a, a definitive answer on why they won't give you the points. It's rule seven and it's the provided meat. Let me explain something because I know there are some pit masters out there. I know David Buska uh, thinks that the selection of meat is integral, but the most important thing to me is I'm not trying to replace anything in barbecue. I'm trying to give the pitmasters another choice. And I'm trying to give them one that's geared more around family. I'm trying to give them one that's cost-controlled. And I want to redistribute the prize money so where somebody, you know, if the slot machines in Las Vegas rang once an hour, there wouldn't be many people in the casino. And I really believe that they've got to distribute the money better. Sterling Ball joining me here on the show talking about the guinea pig that took place this past weekend. All right, uh, Sterling, if you could maybe uh, just give a, a little bit of a, an overview on you know the concept of the guinea pig and what you get if you are uh, if you ante up your entry fee. In. Okay, well, you know what you're what you're capable of winning this year. Uh, my second favorite, Sterling Sterling Smith, a Luton Booty, a West Coast offense <laughs> team. You know, back to back GCs for. Sterling and Molly and the family, I think that they're pretty much 
you know, you got hot with Tulane. You got a bunch of teams that are very hot, yeah. but certainly Luton Booty's hot. And it was a four hundred and fifty dollar entry fee, and I think they walked away with sixteen hundred and thirty dollars. I know that the eleventh uh, place team, simply marvelous. He, he, um, I know the contest cost him one hundred and fifty dollars to cook, coming in eleventh. So the distribution of money, you still have, I think, an adequate profit when you win, but. You know, it, look, if a contest is between 800 and $1,000 and you can get four calls and not make any money, I know that's not good for barbecue. And I know the younger families are sending money they probably shouldn't to compete. And what this does, it's a level playing field. Everyone's cooking the same meat. And one of the biggest challenges, Greg, is I give them nine chicken thighs, okay, three racks of ribs, two butts, and one Snake River Farms, Double R Ranch, brisket. So in many cases, it's allowing these people to cook a contest with less meat, but it's the same for everybody. Do the people that are, or do the teams that are winning or, or that are successful in the competition barbecue side, and I guess specifically to, to KCBS, but um, are they looking to make money or do they just want to, to win to say they won and, and try their hand at a, at a in a team of the year type situation. You know what? I think trying to speak for all of competition barbecue is probably out of my um, realm, but I think, I think everybody would, I mean, obviously they like money, but I think most importantly, I think they'd like to break even a really interesting fact of the first two King of the smokers. I asked at the cooks meeting, how many teams were cash flow positive from cooking, not lessons from cooking, not classes. And two teams raised their hand. Three teams raised their hand the second time. So um, I know that it's not a career. It is for some. But I think that spreading, I think making the – teams can cook more contests under the guinea pig format. And, again, I'm not replacing anything, okay? I'm not saying that your local contest is going to go away or if it's really important you to cook a contest where you get to select your own meat, then – there's hundreds of those out there, thousands. But I think there is a place for a cost-controlled contest in a nice venue that includes your family where you got a chance of recouping your money if you have a reasonably good cook. Sterling Ball joining me here on the show talking about the, uh, the guinea pig barbecue in general. Uh, Sterling, do you think that had there not been, and, and I can't put my finger on, where it started i mean part of me wants to say it was uh, or it had a large part to do with uh, barbecue pitmasters when uh, i guess a lot of people thought the show was good uh, when they were following the teams around and they were seeing myron mixon buy these high dollar uh, briskets and, and all of a sudden it seemed to blow up because everybody was uh, kind of exposed to it via the television uh, and it seems it's the meats have become so specialized even now to chicken and ribs and the pork butts and the briskets it's almost seems like maybe the cook has uh, put themselves in an expense situation instead of using, you know, the, the quote-unquote true barbecue meats where you would just go into a Sam's Club or the local grocery store and buy what was there, and, and you're often competing. Okay. I'm a strange guy. I sell more Mac pellet grills than anyone in the world, and I have came to the smokers and won't allow you to use a pellet grill. <laughs> um, I'm a marketing partner with Snake River Farms, and I distribute Strew Branch Wagyu. But certainly Wagyu's had an impact uh, on the cost of barbecuing. And I think it's a catch-22. 
you know, for years it was posturing that, oh, I can cook a cab as good as a Wagyu. And I hear that much less now. And I think what happens is the teams feel like they can't win if they're not cooking a Wagyu. And then maybe they're not as good as the other teams that are winning. And so they're cooking with a Wagyu and they're not winning. So they're damned if they do or damned if they don't. Um, I also think there's a fine line. Uh, I think it's okay for the sport to move forward. But it's interesting just in the last year how much more space we needed because of the toy haulers, the RVs, and the trailers, which I'm very guilty of too. But I mean, we had, I think we had 15 or 18 people that needed 20 by 40. And Shake and Bake, just an awesome team, the great people, the Shears, the new owners of Blue Hog, Blue Hog came out. He had a 10 by 10 booth and one duffel bag. And we, we set up his tables, and he had his three gateway drums, and he cooked the contest. But there were people who were really upset because, by the way, we don't charge extra for space, but there were teams that say, well, we really need a, a 10 by 50. So <laughs> the space is interesting, the cost, but the fact that people have this, the investment in their infrastructure to cook, if they amortize that truly over the number of cooks, their cost of cook is very high. Sterling, in a in a competitive sense or in a, in a way to include everybody and potentially uh, continue to, to grow the sport and keep it moving forward, uh, d- would you have any issue if there were rules introduced to allow the gas and the electric cookers, I mean, we're not talking about the pellet cookers, but truly electric cookers like a, a cook shack or somebody like that uh, into the playing field as well? Okay. You know, I have to make sure because, like I said, I sell pellet grills and I sell different things. Personally, I think that you should. I think mining your pit's important, just like David thinks getting your your meat is. So I, but I cook with a thermostatically controlled cooker. Um, you know, I think that they missed that opportunity to really address that with when they allowed pellet cookers. Um, I really don't care much because I wouldn't cook on an electric cooker. You know, to me to get the flavor profile, I need my old Hickory HPPs. I love my charcoal wood combination. So, I, and I don't think the gas, not allowing gas cookers or electric cookers, are creating a barrier to entry. I think the cost to cook, and the cost of the equipment, the um, the fact that the, the entry fees are going up and the prize purses really aren't. We had a contest in Newport Beach announced. It was five hundred and twenty-five dollars to enter and a five thousand dollar purse. If you won, you lost money. So he's managed to get another 2500 to his purse. But I think somebody needs to come. I think I've come up with a really good model, a really fun model that brings back the family. And I um, I know Sylvie, who's on the channel all the time, has cooked in the two years. A lot of people cook in it, and I think they really like it. But, look, you've got to pay more people, I think, and you've got to make it cheaper to cook. And we do that by not allowing power. What's really interesting, uh, Greg, is the generators have to go off because the generator is the most expensive cost an organizer has, so I don't have one. But you can use your own generator, but at 10 o'clock at night, it's got to be off or your DQ. And last year, everybody was really concerned about that. It was so funny because you turn them back on at 6 a.m., and the biggest comment that I got is, I hated it when they turned them back on. It was really funny because... It was so cool to be at a comp that was dead quiet. And it sounds like New York City when all the generators 
all of a sudden all the generators crank on at 6 a.m. So what? Are, so you're not allowed to basically use uh, you know any any pellet cooker then for this contest too. Well, you can use well, you absolutely can because you can run it on an inverter. You just can't use oh, any internal combustion, uh, and it's because the venues you've got to understand the first two guinea pigs have been private contests. They haven't been open to the public. They were open to the members of the country club, Mission Hills Country Club, and the one before it was at an RV park. But see, one of the problems we have in competition barbecue is retaining sponsors. I um, stressed everybody in the cooks meeting and everything. I said, the hashtag is your friend. You've got to tag the sponsors in the contest because we have a format where not everybody's where they go to eat barbecue and there's not much barbecue served. Generally, there's not even seats for the fans, and the sponsors have a tendency to get very little back, and that's why so many of them aren't coming back. So, uh, you know, if you check the hashtags from um, from the guinea pig and look at SRF and BTS yeah. and uh, Double R, I mean, we really, I think, spread the love and gave a good return to our main sponsor, which is Nick River Farm. And did it across many uh, social media platforms. Uh, I'm, uh, of course, an expert, so I saw the Facebooks, the tweeters, and uh, and the Instagrams as well, and as you said, uh, hashtag properly. Yeah, but, uh, but I think it's really important that we treat sponsors better, especially if they, and we treat the public better, and that's why King of the Smokers, there's the, the nine little mini classes. And maybe next year we'll add um, some some ask some teams to talk to the fans too because I think that's really important. All right, so Sterling, as you kind of review this past weekend uh, in terms of success and how you see it growing into next year, uh, did it meet expectation? Did it surpass expectation? And and what would you like to uh, either inject or or tweak for the next round of guinea pig? Well, you know, I can announce this now because I don't think that Darren's Darren's talk to the CEO, Sherry, but I think Darren and I are going to do one, Smokey D's and Big Popper, we're going to do one in Iowa next year. I'm talking about doing one in Central California, uh, trying to unite Northern and uh, Southern California, which is kind of like trying to get world peace or a steel guitar player to play in tune. But we're, <laughs> um, I've, I've floated that balloon up today. Um, any of the sanctioning regional sanctioning bodies that are interested in it, I really got to make sure I make sure everybody knows that, you know, Arlie is my partner in this and Arlie and the BPS staff run it. And I think Arlie's fabulous uh, organizer and promoter. And, you know, I think Arlie believes that this is the future of competition barbecue, that, that there could be quite a few of these. And um, we're, we're looking at a, an interesting branding opportunity on, on this that I think is I'm going to announce a little later that you're going to think is pretty cool. I think could could you see in a in a you know high scale or high level template form a like kind of like a, a set of like a World Food Championships where you have a number of uh, like qualifiers and then at the end of the year you have uh, you know the big main guinea pig for all the marbles. You know, you know what. Really, what would happen is if they allowed team of the year points, the people, they, I mean, obviously, like I said, we sell them out without it. I think it's a mistake not to give them, okay? But I also think this, some people think of the guinea pig as just for beginners. It's not. There's a lot of teams like <laughs> Left Coast, and I think Luton Booty, yeah. I think. Um, review, just Bay review and, the team and, list and that was Marlis, there. I mean, these are all they, big-name teams. They go for the challenge. Yeah. 
I mean, the challenge of having to cook what's in a box, open the box, okay, I got to cook this and I know it's the same. I may have a little smaller brisket. I may have bigger pork butts. But my my deal here is I like the challenge. I think competitors like that blind box. And, you know, I'm going to beat you with the same meat. Sterling Ball joining me here on the show, BigPapaSmokers.com, the website if you want to uh, check it out here while we're talking or uh, after the show, of course. Uh, Sterling, what else is happening here before I let you go? Well, uh, you know, we're finally getting to start cooking out here. I mean, we have Havasu this weekend. You know, we're going to try and slow down the loot and booty a little bit. I don't think it's possible. Actually, we're looking forward to getting together. I, I can't stand it. I haven't cooked since October. Um, and that's one of the problems. There, we really need to get uh, get more get them a little more balanced out here. We've had a lot of problems between Arizona and California, and, and, the, and the number of contests. And I'd, I'd really like to see. Um, in the old days, when I first started five years ago, there were contests in January and February, and those pretty much aren't happening now. But it goes full swing. I'm, I think we're going to cook a few more invitationals this year. Uh, we're probably going to cook between 22 and 25 contests. I'd love to cook more. I just don't have time with my other jobs. Sterling Ball is the pit master of Big Papa Smokers. And, uh, again, you can find him at BigPapaSmokers.com. Uh, Sterling, appreciate the recap of the guinea pig here. And uh, we're going to have the grand champion right on after you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. What, Greg, which one's yeah. your favorite, Sterling? Oh, there's no question. It's you, baby. Come on. You kidding me? How d- I think I'm insulted, but I'm glad I could tell you anyway. Greg, I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to invite you to cook the guinea pig next year. <laughs> no. Why, why do I want to go and get my ass kicked by 48 other people, Sterling? I mean, do you want to just see me make Listen, a fool out of my... I don't even Greg, know what I'm Greg, doing. what you do, you always invite somebody to something that you know they won't do. And then you, you seem like a big shot. All right, well. I'd like to have you and Meathead come out and cook it. Well, I know meat. you got a better shot of getting me than Meathead. You know that. All right, well, I'll tell you what. You invite me out. I might take you up on that. Can I bring somebody along right, with me? All right, you've got your choice. You can come visit the King of the Smokers or oh, cook in the guinea pig. Oh, it's up to you. Oh, I want to visit King of the Smokers for sure. Are you kidding me? All right, you're, you're in. All right. Hey, thanks for, thanks for having me on. All right, take care. There he is. Sterling Ball, ladies and gentlemen. Are you kidding me? When have I ever wanted to cook a barbecue competition? No. Get that big stuff out of here. Oh, my Lord. Sterling Smith coming up out of the break. My second favorite Sterling. Oh, my Lord. I mean, there's just no way. No way. All right, gang, if you're like me, you want the Butcher's Barbecue. That's right, ButcherBBQ.com, the Prime Injection, the Pork Injection, the Beef Injection, the Open Pit Pork Injection, the Bird Booster, all of these injections ready for you at ButcherBBQ.com. Now, perhaps you are looking for rubs and sauces. You fit the right place. Not only do you get the injections from Butcher Barbecue, but you have rubs and sauces to go along with to help you get the points that you want, to help you get the hearty hand clasps and high fives and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's right. Butcher's Barbecue. You can get the steak and brisket rub. You can buy honey rub by the five-pound bag for crying out loud. That's how I buy my honey rub. 
Uh, for instance, injections, if you uh, use premium rub, you should use that if you inject with butchers. It's formulated to work with the injection, a perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. Last but not least, the Butcher's Barbecue Sweet Barbecue Sauce. I mean, I'm as picky as it gets when it comes to barbecue sauce. I pretty much like my own. After that, it's kind of downhill. But Dave's Sauce hits it in every category winning-wise for me. Not overly sweet, a nice slice of tang, good amount of back-end heat. No liquid smoke. I appreciate that the most. Don't worry about breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either. Items totaling up to 55 bucks ship at $8.55. Between 55 bucks and 200 they ship at $9.75. Anything over 200 uh, anything under $200 ships for free. So, rule of the thumb of the day. Buy something over $200 at Dave's website, and it will ship for free, and you're not going to be disappointed. If you buy the sauce, buy six. It's going to go quick. Believe me, I'm in a house full of women, and they love Dave's sauce. I can't believe I just said that out loud. Sorry, Dave. I mean, well, never mind. Uh, ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. We are back with the winner of the guinea pig in seconds, Sterling Smith of Luton Booty. Stick around. Be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back. Uh, Joining me now, coming out of a back-to-backer, this time the guinea pig, the pit master of Luton Booty. Saw him here on the show end of last year. Sterling Smith joining us here on the show. Sterling, how are you, bud? Excellent. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Sterling. I appreciate you making time for the show. Oh, good, too. I fixed myself. I was having incredible video trouble at the beginning of the show. I don't know if you saw that, but thank God I've uh, gotten that wigged out. Um, Sterling, so uh, we have you on. Uh, You are now finding yourself in the midst of a uh, hot little run of competition barbecue, uh, a couple wins in a row, uh, and most recently here this past weekend at the Guinea Pig, which took place in Rancho Mirage, California. Uh, so you're uh, you're Arizona based guy, right? Yes, I'm based out of Scottsdale, Arizona. All right. So how far of a drive is this for you? Uh, to Rancho Mirage, it's uh, it was only about four hours or so. Not bad. Uh, uh, being in uh, the Phoenix area, um, not a lot of comps in, in Central Phoenix, so we have to drive anyway to Vegas, Northern California. Sorry, Northern Arizona or um, Southern California are a lot of the comps that we go to. You know, I had Sterling Ball on just uh, last segment, and we were talking. I mean, he briefly touched on the fact that he's found that Arizona has become maybe a little fractured in uh, in the competition scene right now with, as far as events being offered. And, you know, January and February have kind of dried up a little bit. As someone who's kind of based out of there, do you see the same thing? Uh, are there not as many competitions as there used to be? And I know there's continued to be some kind of, a, of, a, of factions competing against each other out there in, in Arizona right now when it comes to competition barbecue. Well, um, you know, as my second favorite Sterling said, uh, oh. you know, it, it, it's all about the sponsors and, you know, sponsors got to see return. And uh, a lot of the comps out here were one and done, you know, um, I guess sponsors didn't see what they needed to do. And uh, when it, when you talk about the fractured barbecue scene, you know, I just want to cook. I, I want to 
throw up a pop-up tent in a random parking lot and have some drinks with my buddies. And I, I don't want to get involved in any of that. I'm not about drama. I want to cook and, and compete and have a great time. And if the comps are here, I'm going to go to them. You know, if they're not, then I'll drive to Vegas. I'll drive to SoCal. It is what I got to do what I got to do to, to make sure I'm having fun in this sport and doing what I love. Sterling Smith joining me here on the show, Pitmaster Luton Booty. Um, so last weekend or this past weekend was the guinea pig, you know, as you see it and somebody who has, you know, a, a good amount of experience in the, the traditional uh, competitions where you're, you know, paying your entry fees, you're buying all your meats and you're doing all the stuff that you would, I guess, normally associate with Kansas city barbecue society stuff. How do you see the, the layout or the idea of this competition? And uh, Sterling seemed to, to make no bones about that. This could be the future of uh, competition barbecue to a degree. Uh, did you agree with that mindset? And then I guess, how do you like this format compared to the other ones? Definitely. I do agree. I think it's a great concept. I think, um, uh, the layout is, it's perfect. The cost control is, it's, it, you know, one entry fee, $450 for your entry fee. It includes all your meat, a brisket, two butts, three racks of ribs, nine chicken thighs. Um, I, I love getting that box and opening it up and seeing, you know, how big of a brisket I have or, or what do these thighs look like or how are my ribs? Um, that to me is a challenge and I love a challenge. I love cooking in general. And, uh, um, I really love this concept. I would love to see this concept spread to Arizona, to Nevada, all over the country. Um, uh, I do like the deeper payouts. There's been many times, and we've all been there as pitmasters, where we've came in third place overall, and you leave with nothing. Um, you know, uh, half a point out of reserve grand champion. I think in 2013, I had six third overalls, and that's just a that's just a, it's a ball buster, you know, and and paying ten deep overall and in each category it's it's amazing and at least everybody gets to hopefully get a check and and uh i really love this layout and sterling does a great job and arlie uh bragg running the show um he keeps everything in line and it, it, they're a great team i love competing in it i did it last year i did it this year and i'll be back i think sterling made a comment last segment that 50 or 59 percent of the teams that were in there got a check at some uh form or fashion uh, I mean, what's the mood like at this kind of event? Do people seem a little bit more jazzed up or excited knowing that the odds of getting some kind of a check, whether it be in a category or or an overall deep call, are a little bit more realistic than a traditional KCBS event? I, I think the mood in general, it's a little more laid back um, uh, in terms of everybody, I guess, expecting a check or thinking they're going to get a check. I mean, I mean, that's great. I mean, um, the more... This sport is it's growing, and we'd love to see new teams get involved. and And if you can hear a new team's name called at one of these events, it's amazing. It's amazing to hear see those new guys get hooked and and, and love it. And I was there, uh, first comp we went to and getting two calls, man, that it was unbelievable. Uh, especially competing against the big boys. And um, um, I, I I just love the format. I love the people. I love competing in California, um, especially with Team West Coast offense, and it's just a great time. All right, so uh, two quick questions. Sure. What happened to ribs and what happened to brisket? They were both amazing. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, baby, yeah. (laughs) Damn judges. It's always the judge's fault. It's never my fault. I got that on. But um, I I came in 11th in brisket, and I thought that cab that SRF provided was one of the most amazing uh, cabs that I've ever cooked. Um, there were 10 better people who cooked it better than I did, or at least the judges thought. 
And then on ribs, I was 16th. And, um, you know, that's the way it happens. If, if we're in this sport or, and you're expecting first place in everything, then you better uh, find a new sport. Um, when it, when it comes, you know, it's great and it's amazing and you love it, but, um, that's the way, it, that's the way it goes. If you're in this sport to make money, you're in the wrong deal. You're definitely in the wrong deal. This is not a money making sport. Um, I, I related to golf or a 57 Chevy or an old car, you know, who you spend money and, and engine parts or whatever, man, I, I just happen to spend money on briskets and ribs. Chicken was really close between uh, you and then uh, my buddy Matt Dalton left Coast Q. Uh, you know, literally uh, probably less than uh, six tenths of a point separate you guys. Really high chicken scores overall. I mean, you you know, point and loose change away from uh, perfect chicken. Uh, do, is it good to get that uh, you know that first call? I mean, whether it's you know first or tenth, I guess to get a call in chicken kind of help you think at least you're building momentum to a, a good overall. It's definitely a, a great start. Um, chicken coming out the gates. I've done really well in chicken all last year. I had three perfect 180s. I, I got a first place at the American Royal Invitational with a perfect 180 in chicken. So my chicken's been been pretty good for the last uh, year or so. So hopefully I can ride that wave. But obviously you get that first first call place call in chicken and uh, hopefully everything else can keep up. What's the key with chicken with you, Sterling? I mean, you see a lot of pit masters, they're, they're on it, and then they're off of it for a good schneid, and then they're kind of back on it again. How are you able to, to maintain that consistency? And, well, the word you just said is consistency. I, I think cooking the same way every time, doing it the same process, not cooking just to practice and then, you know, practicing until you, until you can't get it wrong, until it's the same every time. And, if they're liking it, the judges are liking it, especially in this area. Obviously, the flavor profile is going to be different wherever you go. But if they're liking it, keep giving it to them. Keep giving them that same flavor profile. Don't change. Don't do not do anything. I mean, consistency is key here. This is sports just like any other sport where you're golfing. You have to have the same swing or the same technique. It's the same with barbecue and cooking in general. So you win two of the four categories overall, and as you said, uh, with the other two, you were 11th, you were 16th, um, so you probably didn't hear your name there. So, I mean, were you wondering, am, am I just just outside, or do you think, you, do you automatically go to tank job, or, or what? No, you always wonder that. You always wonder when you don't get a name, your name called in that top 10. You know, obviously there's, you know, I guess 40 other teams there who assume that they got 11th place as well. But uh, but you never know. Um, so it's very stressful when you're coming down to the, the top 10 overall and they get to RGC and GC and you know a team has four calls there. You only have two first place, I mean, which is great, but uh, you don't know where those other two meets landed. Did they land 11th or did they land 49th? And that's the difference in GC or that's the difference in eighth overall. So when you get the call as uh, overall grand champion for this event, you know, kind of, you know, where does this rank? I mean, obviously, a, a, any GC is going to be great and one that you're going to be remembering. Uh, but kind of given the contest and, and some of the the uh, the run up that this competition has been getting here over the last two years of existence, uh, you know, where does this one rank for you? It's huge. All of them are huge, huge, like you said. But um, coming into California, I've cooked several comps in California and this was actually my first grand champion in California so it was huge for me 
I, um, I, I respect and I love a lot of the California teams. They're great people, great ambassadors for the sport. You, you talked about Left Coast Q. Matt, he's one of my best friends. We talk all the time. We not only talk at comps, we, we text each other. We Facebook message each other, you know, weekly, if not daily on, on, on things. But uh, a lot of great cooks, a lot of great people. Steph from Simply Marvelous uh, sponsors me with the West Coast offense. So I love those guys. I love going out there and competing against them. And right now, being the uh, number one team for California team of the year is it's really great. I know that's going to come off because uh, (laughs) I don't plan. I'm not going to be doing as many in California. I still would love to go out there, but um, it's an amazing victory. It's an amazing win. I love this, uh, this format that Sterling has together and, and getting that box. I mean, you don't hear, you don't see anybody from, uh, you know, two o'clock to, pretty much the cook's meeting at five o'clock because everybody gets that box. They go to their, their areas and start trimming and injecting and doing what they have to do. But I, I love this format. It is a challenge and you know, I'm up for any challenge and it, it was just a great win. Would, would you be uh, open to, to having the uh, spaces be more accessible and having people not ducking in trailers and motorhomes and stuff? Um, it, it depends on the, on the situation, obviously for trimming meat, I don't, I don't like to do that out in the open if there's dust and flies and all that, you know, it's just for sanitary purposes. You know, I want to make sure that I'm keeping the, the meat sanitary and cold and not out in the sun beating on it. But, um, you know, I, I do love people coming by. I talk to people all the time. Sterling brought a few people by, tasted some of my brisket. Um, people are interested. They want to know what you're doing. And, and I like to talk to them. I love to talk barbecue. That's why I'm on the show with you. For, you know, I mean, uh, that's what I do. And if I can inform some people and give them some great information on, you know, tell me about this smoker. What do you mean cooking? You know, that's how I got involved. And, and I love to do that with the general public as well. Sterling Smith joining me here on the show. Pitmaster Luton Booty, uh, just one grand champion at the Guinea pig this past weekend in California. Uh, where are you guys going to be at for your next competition? Uh, this weekend, we'll oh. be in Lake Havasu, Arizona. We've got 80 teams coming up. Um, Sterling Ball is coming yeah. out. My fit, you know, Like I said, my favorite, second favorite. Actually, he's probably third because my son's name is Sterling. So, um, you know, uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll be out in Lake Havasu. Um, Je- the Elzer boys, brother, Sweet Sm- Smoke Q, he's going to be out there. Uh, we got a lot of great teams coming out, some from Iowa, uh, a lot from California, Nevada, definitely a big Arizona contingent coming out. So uh, I'm the reigning GC. I took GC in 2013. There were 84 teams there. It was canceled last year for 14, but it's back this year for 2015 with about 80 teams. So we're coming in strong. We're coming in ready. We're coming in ready to cook. I mean, you have a lot of momentum uh, rolling in. You could be rolling up. uh, This would be three in a row. If uh, I mean, you're on the show, right? So, I mean, certainly this is a foregone conclusion that you're going to win it, of course. But let's just talk for the other people. Uh, I'll take it. You're, you're going to be. Uh, you have the potential of rolling up. You know. Uh, you know, three in a row this year, and then uh, going kind of back to back, if you will, um, from the last time you GC'd it. Uh, do you feel that you have a, a a great shot at continuing the winning here? If I continue to do what I do, then you know, I, I think at every competition I have a great shot. I mean, every team there who's out there thinks they have a great shot. If you don't think you have a great shot, you shouldn't be out there competing or sign your team and team up. You know, I mean, there's great teams out there, but I come to win, and then we all do. Um, but you know, there, there's amazing teams, 80 teams out there. I mean, there, there's going to be some some great 
teams and I just got to do what I do. And if I do that and give the judges what they want, then that's where I'll be. But uh, I, I never go into a comp assuming that I'm going to get grand champion. Cause that's, that's, that's uh, not what I do. There's, there's amazing cooks and amazing people out there that um, you know, are a lot better than I am. And hopefully the judges like what I'm giving them. Sterling Smith is the pit master of Luton Booty. You're going to find him in Lake Havasu uh, amongst 79 other teams or so uh, looking for another grand championship. Uh, Sterling, appreciate the time, man. Uh, congratulations on the win this past weekend, and uh, we wish you good luck for this coming. Thanks. I appreciate it, Greg. All right. Maybe. There he is. My man, Sterling Smith from Luton Booty. Wow, he was right out on time. That was awesome. Good for you, Sterling. I appreciate that the most. Getting out on time. All right, folks, let me talk to you about the 2015 competition barbecue season. It's here. Are you ready? Truffle Butter. Cook Shack has the smoker and the spices to get you to the winner's circle. That's right, folks. You can use the Fast Eddie's by Cook Shack FEC 100 pellet smoker and Fast Eddie's award-winning all-purpose rub. Fast Eddie's by Cook Shack, FEC 100, is the choice of many teams on the competition circuit. Dave Bosco, Butcher Barbecue. Dana Hillis of Big Papa's Country Kitchen. Todd Johns of Plowboy's Barbecue have competed using an FEC 100 for years. Dave won the 2012 Barbecue Contest at the World Championship in Las Vegas and was featured on the Barbecue Pitmaster Show using the FEC 100. Todd Johns won the American Royal in 2009 using his FEC 100. Other notable teams using the FE. Diva Q of Danielle Demosky, Jiggy Piggy, GQ, Port Patrol, Jeff Northcutt of Dr. Nordy's, just to name a few. Why are these legendary pitmasters using the FEC 100? Todd Johns of Plowboys considers his two FEC 100s to be a member of the cooking team. They can handle the fire management. He can get himself to the contest late, prep his meats, and they are ready to cook. The FEC puts you in control so you can concentrate on your flavor profiles and making those turn-in boxes. The FEC 100. Features the IQ5 controller that lets you set smoke, cook, and hold time temperatures. The heat and flavor source is 100% food grade wood pellets. Pete, the pellet heat is controlled by a fully automated pellet system which produces very little ash compared to stick burners. And if you want more deep smoke flavor, Cook Shack offers the optional smoke enhancer that can be added to the FE100 as well. So give them a call right now. Order up some pellets, order up some FEC100s. Feel the Cook Shack love. 800 800- Four two three zero six nine eight. That's eight hundred four two three zero six nine eight. You can also order online cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com. All right, we're back to wrap up the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Moonshine Band, Suburban Race Let's go! I'm an outlaw. Give 
give me two shots. We don't need a radio. Bring a jukebox for my outlaws. All right. Welcome back. Uh, thanks again to Sterling Smith for joining me this past segment. Talking about the win at Lake Havasu. Uh, John Dawson of Patio Daddy reminded me of rule number one of the show. I can't believe that I don't remember. Rule number one of the show, of course, no names, please. No names, please. I knew that. Rule number two of the show, don't get hooked, which I didn't. Rule number three, if it's free, it's me. There you go. Those are your rules of the show. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up right now. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Michael McDearman, the Sam's Club director, 2015, the barbecue National Barbecue Series. At 9.35, we talked with Matt Barber, the winner of the very first Sam's Club local event of 2015. He is now on a two-game win streak. He will be visiting Haines City this weekend, where he hopes to make it three in the second hour. We had Sterling Ball, creator of the Guinea Pig, uh, doing some high-level conversations on that, talking about competition barbecue in general. And we just closed out the show with Sterling Smith, pitmaster of Luton Booty. He won the guinea pig competition this past weekend and heading to Havasu to make it three in a row and hopefully uh, repeat as champ down there as he is the reigning champion in Havasu. So other teams, watch out. Sterling's coming, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All right. If you have the raw cast iron, reseason it each and every time. Little Pam, little Crisco. Give you generations of rust-free service. September 11, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night, now.